Just nine days out from the season opener, we're going to continue to look at that opener opponent, Nebraska. This time, the defense. Welcome in. This is Locked On Northwestern, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Carter Bird, and thank you for making Locked On Northwestern your first listen for anything and everything Northwestern every day. Now, here we go. As we continue with this Getting to Know the Opponent series, we're going to take a look at Nebraska, specifically its defense Its defense this time. We're going to start with who's running the defense, what are the, what are the typical things to expect with, with these defenses. Then we're going to take a look at the defensive line and the outside linebacker edge rushers. So that's what's on tap today. Here we go. Right off the bat, the the defensive coordinator for Nebraska is Eric Shenander. He is a two-time Broyles Award nominee in 2016 and 2021. He's entering his fifth season at Nebraska, 20th season of coaching. He has been working under Scott Frost for seven years as his defensive coordinator, but has been working with Scott Frost for 13 years, dating way back in their coaching tenures. Uh, he has had he has defenses that are well known for being attacking, uh, trying to trying to be aggressive, uh, get a lot of sacks, tackles for loss, um, things of that nature, a lot of turnovers, and if if they're lucky, some some defensive touchdowns. And you know, in his time at Nebraska, his. His defenses have finished in the top 20 in takeaways three times, and they finished in the top five twice. Uh, now, this, to this point in his career at Nebraska, he has had 26 All-Big Ten uh, accolades for his players, which compare over his four seasons so far, you compare that to the four seasons before, Nebraska's defense only produced 12 such instances. So this 2021 Nebraska this 2022 Nebraska defense is is going to uh definitely try to attack and get to the quarterback and fool the the Northwestern offense and try to force some turnovers. But when you look at this defense, you you have to look back at last year's defense to kind of as as an anchoring point to to I guess move forward from in this 2022 season. 2021 Nebraska was 36th nationally in scoring defense, allowing 22.7 points per game. They allowed 366 yards per game, their lowest since 2016. That 22.7 points per game is the lowest that a Nebraska defense has allowed since 2010. Now, they had seven All-Big Ten members on the defense last year and one second-team All-American. So when you when you look at this defense last year, they forced 10 interceptions and six fumbles, which is a little bit down for, for a, a Shenander defense. Um... It's they had 20 sacks and 66 tackles for a loss. Those stack up. That's tied for 72nd in tackles for a loss. That is tied for 98th in sacks. 
tied for 102nd in turnovers gained. And they finished 47th in yards per game allowed. So it was probably, even even though they had a lot of all Big Ten members and a second-team All-American, it's probably a little bit of a step back for what they're looking for on the defensive side of the ball. Um, they they lose a lot, but they also, in certain spots, return a decent amount of experience. But regardless, it's a it's a defense that was perhaps a little bit been don't break last year. There was um, they they would give up some some yards at times, uh, but they did not allow as many points as you would expect, especially for a three and nine team, and. That's you know kind kind of the story. They actually were, I believe, they were positive in the point differential for the season, despite being three and nine. So that's a little background on this defense. Coming up in a second, here we're going to talk about. We're going to start talking about the defensive line. We're going to talk about what returns and what did they lose off that defensive line in 2021, uh, and then how this Northwestern offense can exploit some of that turnover where they can attack that type of thing you're hanging out with with some friends and putting back a few drinks a few becomes a few too many as the evening comes to an end and people start to head out you think of calling a ride but nah you live nearby you can make it home okay it's no big deal what are the odds that you'll get pulled over anyway And even so, what's the worst that could happen? Your insurance goes up, you lose your license, you lose your job, you total your car, you kill someone. Everyone knows about the risks of driving drunk. The results are tragic and often deadly. However, that still doesn't stop everyone from getting behind the wheel while while under the influence. That's why police officers are out there right now looking for impaired drivers on our roads to save lives. So if you think you're okay to drive after a few drinks, think again. Play it safe and plan ahead to get a ride. It only takes one mistake to change your life or someone else's forever. Drive sober or get pulled over. So now that we've talked about this this Nebraska defense and who's running this defense, who's running the play calling, whose scheme is it, let's take a look at the defensive line. The defensive line really um, does not return a ton of experience, at least from the guys that were in the room last year. You have Ty Robinson, a sophomore out of Gilbert, Arizona, 6'6", 310 pounds, so a very big guy, very big frame, which is the theme of this Nebraska team. He was in the uh, 2019 class. In 2020, he had 17 tackles, two tackles for a loss, 2021, he had 27 tackles, four tackles for a loss, and two sacks. He's a four-star in that 2019 class, the number 178 national player in the country, number 12 strong side defensive end, and the number five player in the state of Arizona. He is by far the most experienced person returning on the defensive line. That's not counting that outside linebacker edge role that we'll cover in a little bit because of the guys in the room last year, just two other tackles return. Next up is Nash Huntmacher, sophomore out of Oakoma, South Dakota. Six foot four, 330 pounds. 
He has no stats to this point in his career. I think he dealt with some injuries over the past year or so. He was a three-star in the 2020 recruiting class, the number 588 player in the country, number 50 defensive tackle, and the number one player in the state of South Dakota. What makes him a unique talent is he was a wrestler in high school and a really, really good one at that. He was 33-0 his senior year uh, wrestling and had 32 pins over the course of that season. So he's somebody I always I always find it interesting when you when you find a defensive lineman who is a wrestler in high school, I find that they they have that really high motor and they they use their hands well and they really are handful. I've seen a few of them in the in the SEC. Uh, and I know that they're they're prevalent all over the country. Granted, at six four three thirty, probably not that many at this size. Next up, you have Jalen Weaver, a redshirt freshman out of Antioch, California. Six foot eight, 345 pounds. So another enormous human being. Three sport athlete in high school, actually. Was a football, basketball, and track athlete. Ran the 100 meter leg in the sprint relay, sprint medley relay. So far in his career, last year, he registered just a single tackle. But in that 2021 recruiting class, he was a three star. Number 955 player overall. Number 52 edge. He's clearly clearly not an edge anymore at 345 pounds. And the number 78 player in the state of California. Next up, you have Ruquan Buckley, a redshirt freshman out of Wyoming, Michigan, which is always a fun uh, city to say. He is six foot six, 290 pounds. Another another big frame for sure. There's a lot of a lot of height, uh, and then there's definitely some some size in there as well. He uh, was a member of that 2021 recruiting class as well, where he was a three-star. Number 547 national player in the country, the number 68 defensive lineman, and the number 14 player in the state of Michigan. The key losses in this room, there are, there are a few players that, that transferred out or left. You have Casey Rogers, who transferred to Oregon last season, he accounted for 17 tackles, three tackles for a loss, and half a sack. You also have Jordan Riley, who transferred to Oregon as well. Seven tackles and a tackle for loss. Uh, kind of in that defensive line uh, edge role, Feldarius Payne transferred to Virginia Tech. 19 tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, and two sacks. Then you have Ben Steele, who was... Really the anchor of this unit last year. Um, he's a two-time All-Big Ten Honorable Mention member. Uh, he was a Big Ten Network All-Freshman team in 2017. But last season, he had 42 tackles, six tackles for a loss, one-and-a-half sacks, three pass breakups. And by starting every game last season, he ended his career on a 20-consecutive start streak. So he was somebody who was consistently a part of that defensive line for Nebraska, and it's going to be a big piece that is missing going forward. With him is another significant piece in Damian Daniels, a 2021 team captain, all Big Ten honorable mention last season, and he was named the 2021 Nebraska Defensive Alignment of the Year. Last season, he had 33 tackles and two tackles for a loss. So combined... 
in this, you return essentially 15, ta- or 15, 19 tackles, somewhere in there, of returning production. You lose 118 tackles, 14 and a half tackles for a loss, and four sacks off this unit last year. So if I'm Northwestern and I know that I have a lot of experience coming back on the offensive line and I have two a very strong running back room, two guys who I know can compete with any other running back in this conference. I am absolutely attacking this Nebraska defensive line up the middle especially. They do have a couple other pieces in this de- defensive line room. They have Mosai Newsom out of Waverland, I- Iowa, or Waverly, Iowa, rather. Six foot five, two hundred eighty-five pounds. Was a three-star in the twenty nineteen recruiting class. Number seven hundred and ten player in the country. Number forty-seven strong side defensive end, and the number five player in the state of Iowa. They also have Colton Feast, a junior out of Utah, Nebraska. Six foot two, two hundred seventy-five pound player. Was a walk-on, unranked in the twenty eighteen class. They also have Marquise Black, a redshirt freshman out of McDonough, Georgia. Six foot three, three hundred pounds, was a three star in the twenty twenty recruiting class, number eight hundred and eighteen national player in the country, number seventy two defensive tackle, and the number eighty four player in the state of Georgia. So they return, they return a decent amount of bodies, but nobody with production outside of Ty Robinson, and that's that's where I think a team like Northwestern can can jump up and get. And get this Nebraska team uh, in this opener, especially in a week zero game where you're traveling across the Atlantic Ocean. I mean, there's enough unfamiliarity there with this Nebraska defensive line. A bunch of guys who have not really been out there consistently, have not had production, and you're going to put them in a really different, really weird environment. Northwestern needs to be able to take advantage and attack them up the middle in the run game immediately in this game. I think that's going to be critical. Now, this Nebraska D-line does have a few additions, mainly Devin Drew, a senior out of Kansas City, Missouri, went to Iowa Western Community College and then went to Texas Tech, 6'2", 280 pounds, in two seasons of junior college ball, he had 97 tackles, 23 and a half tackles for a loss, 14 and a half sacks, five forced fumbles, two fumble recoveries, and broke up six passes on the def- defensive line. Last year in in uh, at or in 2020 rather at Texas Tech, he had 21 tackles, half a tackle for a loss, and then last year at Texas Tech, he had 34 tackles with one fumble recovery. So he's somebody who does have some experience, uh, has played a lot of ball in his college career at junior college and at Texas Tech, but the the numbers at Texas Tech don't really jump off the page that much at you. Uh, he was a three-star in that 2020 class, number 147 player in the country, number 17 defensive tackle, number 13 player in the state of Missouri. So that's, that's really the way this... This D-line um, kind of fleshes out going into this first game. is It's it's 
a lack of there's a serious lack of experience. There there are bodies, there are bodies that Nebraska fans are hopeful, but it's one of those things that you never really know until they are out there and playing fully. And so I think that when you when you counter that with this Northwestern offensive line that returns so many players with experience, that returns so many starts across the board, I think this Northwestern offensive line should be able to kind of assert its will uh, in this opener and be able... Northwestern, at the very least, should be able to run the football in this game. Absolutely, no doubt in my mind, both running backs, Cam Porter and Evan Hall, should be able to take advantage. And then the other guys in that room, like Andrew Clare and everybody else, should be able to to all take care of business, tote the rock a fair amount, and get the job done on the ground. It's, it's going to be interesting if... They can get some help in the passing game. That's that's something that we'll, we will cover later. But that's that's what sticks out to me so far. So now that we've talked about the defensive line, we're going to focus on the linebackers. We're going to talk about the line the losses in the linebackers room overall, and then we're going to talk specifically about the outside outside linebackers, the kind of outside linebacker edge group, um, because there's so many bodies in there that we can talk about the inside linebackers later. Uh, so that is what is coming up next. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find all your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, NHL, combat sports, esports, and even golf. BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information. From live in-game betting, scores, and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to BetOnline today or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. BetOnline, where the game starts. All right, so now that we've talked about the defensive line, let's start talking about the linebackers, and let's start with what is lost in this linebackers group. Right off the bat, JoJo Doman, 2021, he had 72 tackles, nine tackles for a loss, two sacks, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, and three pass breakups. He was named second team All-American by the Associated Press, so... He is by far the piece that is vital to this defense that is leaving, especially in this linebacker's room. Leaving with him, you have a handful of transfers. You have Will Honus transferring to Kansas State. Missed He missed the 2021 season with injury. So if you look from last year to this year, you're not going to see any change in the impact there. Wyndon Hoahuli. Is transferring back home to Hawaii. He did not record any stats in his career at Nebraska. Jackson Hanna transferred to Tennessee. He has just a single tackle in his career. And Damian Jackson is transferring to Buffalo. Last season, he made four tackles. So your total losses are 76 tackles, nine tackles for a loss, two sacks, two forced fumbles, two interceptions, and three pass breakups. 
So then you have to look at who's returning in this outside linebacker edge group. That's what we're going to focus on today because, there's, again, there's two different linebackers groups that Nebraska has, kind of different roles, um, and a whole lot of bodies in these rooms. And so that's why we're going to focus on outside linebackers right now. You have Garrett Nelson coming back. He's a junior. He's somebody that this this Nebraska team is going to rely on. Out of Scotts Bluff, Nebraska, 2019, he had 15 tackles, one and a half tackles for a loss. 2020, he had 30 tackles, four tackles for a loss, and one and a half sacks. And then last season, he continued to elevate those production numbers, 57 tackles, 11 and a half tackles for a loss, and five sacks. So somebody who's definitely a threat in the pass rush game, um, that's definitely a threat to make plays in the back uh, in the backfield. Uh, I mean, over the course of his career, he has he has 17 tackles for a loss and six and a half sacks so far, and has steadily improved year in year out. He's a member of the 2019 recruiting class, number six, seven sixty nine player in the country, number fifty weak side defensive end, and the number three player in the state of Nebraska. Next up, you have Caleb Tanner out of Stone Stone Mountain, Georgia. He's a senior, 6'3", 220 pounds. 2018, he had 10 tackles, one tackle for a loss, and one sack. 2019, 16 tackles, four tackles for a loss, and two and a half sacks. 2020, 23 tackles, two and a half tackles for a loss, two sacks, one forced fumble, and a single pass breakup. 2021, last season, he had 33 tackles, five and a half tackles for a loss, Two sacks, one forced fumble, and three pass breakups. So again, somebody who has a pretty decent amount of production has been out there on the field for this Nebraska team um, for four full years and is going into his fifth year. Um, can can get to the quarterback a little bit, not not as much as Garrett Nelson, uh, not as much as guy that we'll talk uh, talk here that's coming to this Nebraska team in the transfer market in a second. Um, but can make some plays in the backfield, not as many. He's a four-star in the 2018 class, number 328 player in the country, number 19 weak side defensive end, and the number 37 player in the state of Georgia. Next up, you have Simon Odie, a junior out of York, Nebraska, 6'2", 205 pounds, is a walk-on, was unranked coming out of high school, uh, had a tackle in 2018, four tackles in 2019, one tackle, a fumble recovery, uh, and he actually landed on a blocked punt in the end zone for a touchdown that season as well. Last season did not record any stats, but he's somebody who's who Nebraska fans do expect uh, to compete for playing time this year. He's been around the program forever. Part of that that famous, famous Nebraska walk-on program that, that seems to have walk-ons uh, contribute in significant ways at a higher clip than about anybody else in the country. Uh, next up, you have John Bullock, a sophomore out of Omaha, Nebraska, six foot, two hundred ten pounds. Another walk on, mainly has participated in special teams. Probably the, the role you'll see him, um, but he rounds out that group of outside linebackers of returning guys. He had five tackles in the twenty twenty one season, and that is about it. Next up, you have Jamari Butler, a redshirt freshman out of Mobile, Alabama, six foot five, two hundred forty-five pounds, was a three-star in the twenty twenty class. 
No stats to this point, but he was the number 798 player in the country, number 37 weak side defensive end, and the number 32 player in the state of Alabama. So he has not recorded a stat to this point in his career, but he has generated a fair amount of buzz, and so he'll be somebody to, uh, in this kind of outside linebacker's edge group that does not have a ton of scholarship depth, I would expect him to be on the field a fair amount in this opener in Dublin. Uh, and I would I would say that he's probably going to uh, be somebody that Nebraska fans will hope will hope to be a breakout player this year. But again, Northwestern returns both tackles with a ton of experience, one of which is going to be really hard to get by at left tackle. And it's Peter Skaronsky. Nobody so far that really jumps out and scares you. Next up, you have Blaze Gunnerson, a redshirt freshman out of Carroll, Iowa. Six foot six, 250 pounds. Was the 2021 Defensive Scout Team Player of the Year. Did not record any stats in 2020. 2021, he had three tackles and a half tackle for loss. Uh, another pretty highly rated guy. Three star in the 2020 recruiting class. Number 480 overall. The number 18 strong side defensive end. And the number three player in the state of Iowa. Now, with this group of outside linebackers, this this edge group, they add a transfer that it could play on the defensive line, but also can play that edge role. Um, O'Shawn Mathis, a junior out of Manor, Texas, six foot five, two hundred sixty pounds, uh, in twenty eighteen at TCU, where he transferred from. He had three tackles and a half tackle for loss. 2019, the production spiked pretty much immediately after that first year. 40 tackles, nine tackles for a loss, two and a half sacks. 2020, in the pandemic season, he had probably his best season. 46 tackles, 14 tackles for a loss, nine sacks, nine sacks in 10 games, mind you. One forced fumble and one fumble recovery. Last year, 45 tackles, seven tackles for a loss, four sacks. Really strong rusher off the edge. A lot of production and a lot of experience. Was second team all Big 12 in 2020 and 2021 at TCU. And was the was a Big 12 Defensive Lineman of the Year honorable mention nominee last season. So he's the guy. If I was going to circle somebody on this kind of defensive line edge rushers group to concern myself with, he is the one, and it's going to be a very fun matchup with these Northwestern tackles, specifically Skaronsky. Can Skaronsky eliminate Mathis as a threat? If he can do that, then I don't see any reason why whoever is playing quarterback for Northwestern in this game should be able to sit in the pocket and have time to throw the ball. This Nebraska defensive line this, this edge outside linebackers group, it does not scare you. They do not. They, there, is, there are some guys with experience. There's not a lot. There's not a lot of experience depth. And I think that with that in mind, this Northwestern team has a golden opportunity to, to sneak up on people more than, than people are banking on with the fact that this Northwestern offensive line, these running backs are experienced, 
this front seven to this point that we have covered is awfully gettable. It's awfully, it's, I so far don't see any reason to worry about this Northwestern team's ability to run the football, to protect the quarterback. So, I mean, could Nebraska get super exotic and blitz a bunch of linebackers and bring extra guys? Sure. But Northwestern should still be able to to move the football at least they they should be able to win the battles in the, the battle in the trenches while on offense. That's what I think about this matchup so far. So today we we took a look. We started looking at this Nebraska defense. We looked at the defensive coordinator. Then we looked at the, the defensive line and the outside linebackers and the edge edge players. And you know, uh, not the scariest group that this Northwestern team is going to see. It's really not. Um, and and the more I dove into the research, the more confident I am in Northwestern's ability to hang in the game on offense. Uh, and we will be sure to come back tomorrow because we're going to to look at the rest of this Nebraska defense, and we will have the full picture at that point of what to expect from this Northwestern offense going against this unit. But, yeah, that's... That's what we're going to do tomorrow on the show. But thank you for, for making Northwest, uh, Locked On Northwestern your first listen for anything and everything Northwestern. We are uh, anywhere you get podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify. We're on YouTube now, uh, day four right here. Uh, so subscribe there. Subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Don't miss any episodes. And... Uh, I'm, I'm your host, Carter Bird. You can follow me on Twitter at CarterBird13 or on Instagram at CarterBird13 as well. Uh, we will see you back tomorrow when we talk more about this, Northwest, this Nebraska defense and how Northwestern will stack up against it. Also, know what your team is up against across the Big Ten with Locked On Big Ten. Every day, host Nate Dickinson and local experts of Locked On take you across the Big Ten in 30 minutes. Make Locked On Big Ten your second listen. Locked On Big Ten.